0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm & Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through or try Farm & Fleet's same-day local delivery option. In order to figure out the future of grazing, we first need to take a step back and look at the past. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Jason Cavadini is the UW Extension Grazing Outreach Specialist. He says grazing is not a new concept, but with key technological advancements, it is making it a new
1: opportunity for some. It's kind of interesting to even use the word future with grazing just because it's not a new thing at all. In fact, it's probably one of the most ancient things that we talk about in agriculture. But it is, you know, as we look at some of the issues or just the challenges that we're facing and just in Wisconsin alone in agriculture, whether you talk about farms going away or resource concerns, grazing does tend to be a good solution for all of those. And so often we have to make the distinction between the kind of grazing that we're talking about compared to maybe what a lot of people have memories of from childhood or generations ago. And this is not necessarily the same as that. This we call managed grazing, emphasis on the management, and we're just really trying to manage the forage and the land in a way that allows animals to perform well and also the land to be productive for a long time so it really is a little bit of a futuristic way of looking at an old thing but I guess to answer your original question about taking a look back you know we're seeing this practice make advancements because of some of the things that I just described but some of the landscape is different now than it was then with farms there's fewer farms and there's a lot larger farms and so the conversations are just different now than they were a couple decades ago as we talk about how to integrate this practice onto farms.
0: What are some key technological advancements or research that you have done that is helping to equip farmers with the necessary resources for success when it comes to this management grazing?
1: So that's kind of another ironic statement talking about technology and grazing, but we really do have some things to look forward to. And and I guess I'll start by saying a large reason why managed grazing now is different than the grazing of a couple decades ago is because there have been advancements in just fencing technology and more mobile fencing so we're not so limited we just have a lot more flexibility to manage the animals in the land better than we ever had been before so that really is still probably the biggest technological advancement in grazing but there are some more futuristic things on the horizon one of them is virtual fencing there's a few different companies around the world that are looking at developing this technology to be able to graze animals on the land with very little to almost no fence gps collars that can be dictated by a mobile device and we've done research with that and we know that it works and so that is a very promising practice. It's like a lot of technologies where it's maybe cost prohibitive at first, but it's going down in price already. Another tool called Paddock Track that we can use for tracking basically how much Forage is in the pastures, and it's kind of like a yield monitor except for grazing. And that just helps us to up our game as grazers and managing the forage, but also gives us records that used to be pretty cumbersome to keep, and now it kind of automates that process. So, those are a couple examples. And then, as far as research goes, there are more people both in the UW system and in the USDA in Wisconsin doing grazing research now than there were a few years ago. There is more of a push because of the benefits that we know of that grazing has, both economically and environmentally. And so there's more research happening. Now I would say the biggest areas of focus are with dairy heifers and with beef cattle. And those are, I guess, what we view as the low-hanging fruits for getting grazing on more land in Wisconsin.
0: Well, there are a lot of benefits, and there are farmers who are taking advantage of those benefits by incorporating this managed grazing into their operations, There are some who are still on the fence or maybe are facing some bottlenecks thinking that that doesn't work for them. What are you doing to help reach them and not only help them understand where you're coming from,
1: but also learn from them in return? It's a different way of looking at outreach. We can assume that most of the people who want to be grazing are already grazing. And so whoever else is out there, you know, there's going to be some other pathway for them to grazing if they choose to. And so rather than... And just telling people about how great this practice is and hoping that maybe they change their mind on it. We're having conversations with people and just finding out like why are you not interested in this or why do you think it won't work for you. That helps us to maybe clear things up with them but I just say the information we get from them is probably more important because it helps us to know how to do outreach better.
0: What is some of the feedback that you've received from farmers who are utilizing these practices that you've been working
1: with and those who aren't? There's this tool that is still in development phase called the Heifer Grazing Compass, and it's basically just a spreadsheet, but it's very comprehensive and it's localized for wherever a farm is located. So if you're a farmer, I would sit down with you and you would put all of your personal farm and information in there and it would just show you hypothetically, let's just say you chose to graze a small group of your dairy heifers, it would show you what the economic impact of that would be on your farm. And most likely, while it is going to be a positive impact for you, but what we're finding is that may not be the biggest barrier for a lot of farmers or that may not be the biggest hook. But we're also finding that farmers may not be as closed off to the idea of grazing as we maybe thought they were. They are very, dairy farmers right now are very focused on animal welfare and animal comfort. And this definitely has a role to play in that. And we've seen that that is kind of a greater inroads and in conversations with them than anything. So if we can work with them to figure out maybe how to have grazing as a tool in their toolbox to improve cow comfort or animal comfort on their farm, that's kind of where the conversation starts.
0: Where do you see that continuous progression or the future of that grazing going?
1: In our conversations, when we talk about those technologies that I referred to earlier, those seem to be really big deals for farmers who aren't currently interested in grazing. If we could get those things to a point where they're proven and they work well and they're accessible and they're not cost prohibitive, I do think that there are farmers out there who would be very interested because those tools directly have an impact on basically the management side the efficiency of grazing and, and that is what scares a lot of people as it's just different there aren't people on a lot of dairy farms for example right now who are skilled in grazing and so farmers just aren't really interested and in, they're already spread thin how are we going to teach someone this new skill that is, it's hard, you move animals outside of the barn and there's fewer things in our control. Well, we know that it can work well but to be able to sort of connect the dots is is where we're at right now and i think that all starts with just having conversations there's a lot of opportunities right now for trying to get grazing on more land in wisconsin when you when you talk about land use practices especially in wisconsin if you look at the soil map like the state is just super diverse across the state and there's really not a lot of things that we talk about in agriculture that kind of work across the map but grazing is one of them that comes very close and so we do think that it's a good fit and we think that there are some really good opportunities Um, But we also know that a good portion of the grazing that's already happening out there can continue to be improved as well. And so that is another area of focus. It isn't all just getting more out there. It's improving what's already out there. That was
0: Jason Cavadini, UW Extension Grazing Outreach Specialist. You can learn more at WISC.edu. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seabacher.